baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, the fifth day of June 2018. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. We're here to enlighten, educate, entertain, probably tick off. Get you through the month of June. Enrage you. Yeah, we're one day closer to uh, college football media days kicking off. We're in the middle of the NBA Finals, if you could call it that, with a 2-0 lead. Although I think Cleveland, let me rephrase that, I think LeBron is going to get one of the two games uh, in Cleveland and extend this thing. And uh, the television people are really hoping that the Cleveland – got a prediction, Jamie. Let's hear it. I think you're going to have a lot of calls go Cleveland's way in these next two games. Well, uh, a lot of talk has been on the on the airwaves about the uh, the calls that LeBron has or has not been getting, and that uh, where he stands in the uh, you know is the fix in so to speak for certain players. And you know, obviously, yes, I think that's that's pretty much the case. I think they get benefits of the doubt. Absolutely, I do too. And I also think that uh, you're right. I think uh, Cleveland will take at least one of these games, and that uh, majority of the time that that. Uh, this thing will probably be over in five or six. I hate to Look. see that. But I also think this is also there's, – there's almost as much talk, Terry, about the dismantling of the Cleveland Cavaliers after this series as there is the series itself. Yeah, we're, we're ten days out of that happening. You know, I'll tell you this, Jamie. I'm not a – well, I kind of am a tinfoil hat guy. Uh, but I've w- always went over, over the top in defending officials. All right? It's a very difficult job. I did it for about 12 games once in – you know, I told you were you, official. I was an official when I came back here. Uh, other side there. Yeah, yes. I had a, bu- a bunch. How did of that go? Uh, it was different than what I thought. Uh, I had to get out of the. I had to quit officiating because I was going to hit one of the coaches. I know my personality. I don't take getting yelled at very well. No, uh, I, I just don't. I, I prefer to do the yelling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. Di- it, it gave me a, a better appreciation. Um, nonetheless. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't think people fix games. And are, are there bad officials? Yes. There's bad players, bad coaches, bad officials. Do sometimes officials get angry and take it out? Sure. On yeah, absolutely, they're human, folks. Uh, I will say this: at the end of game one, the officials absolutely should have been given some sort of penalty. You know, here's the deal: you get the block charge call, and I don't care if you think it was a block. I don't think you can care if you think it was a charge that doesn't matter the fact is they made a call the only way the nba officials can go to the replay is to determine whether or not lebron james was in the protected area that is the only reason they can go right okay nobody in their right monitor to the that's the only way they can go to the monitor right all right while they're at the monitor to see okay well he's three feet out of the circle so well two feet out of the circle so okay we're good no 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 then they take it and overturn the call, which is not in the rules. A, a completely wrong move. Throw in J.R. Smith's boneheaded play of all bonehead plays, and, you know, instead of a six-game series, you're probably going to have a five-game series. It's going to cost them a lot of money. Uh, I'm a big proponent of officials. Uh, I think they do a great job in most cases. Uh, they got an F on that one. 
They, they absolutely, I won't tell you they took that game, but what they did is they did not follow the rules, which they're supposed to, and all three of them missed it. Really? No. Not buying that one. Do I think they cheated them? No. But I think uh, they need this series, and I say they, the NBA, needs this series to go at least five or six games. They don't want to sweep because they're going to lose a lot of revenue as a result of that. I think you're going to see Cleveland get a lot more favorable calls, and most people do at home anyway. But uh, that was as bad as I've seen. Uh, and it's not a judgment call. I'm not getting on the officials for a judgment call. Do I think it was a charge or a block? I will tell you, I thought it was a block. But that's just me looking at it. I thought it was a block. But that doesn't matter. They made the call. You can't overturn a judgment call like that. The only way you can go to that monitor on a block charge call like that is to see if he was outside or inside that restrictive arc. They go to it. He was clearly outside it. Ray Charles could see that, and then they change it. So that's a problem for me. Uh, and, and, again, I don't really care who wins this. Uh, but but I, are those calls making uh, in the first two games so far? That we've got. Would you say those are? Have they been game changing calls? Yeah, the first one, absolutely. Okay. Series should be one to one, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And Shane, you're right. Shane just texts that in. Yeah. You're there. The series to be one to one. Yeah, it should. Be. Uh, and you know, people are getting on LeBron about his reaction. They had that one come out yesterday about the two and a half, three minutes before overtime started. LeBron goes to the bench after J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith then realizes. Uh, oh yeah, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Britney Spears. Uh, and Ty Lue comes, or the assistant comes in, and LeBron goes, we didn't have any timeouts. The guy goes, oh, yeah, we had a timeout left. And you see LeBron just yep. literally almost throw up because dude did everything he could do, 50 points, rebound, I mean, everything. And then to have it come down to mistakes, J.R. Smith's mistakes should have never been even a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have went the other way, and the Cavs were the lead. But instead, Durant shoots free throws. Uh, credit that to your officials. Terrible job of officiating all three of those guys. Veteran guys, too. These are the best in the world. Yeah. NBA officials are the best in the world, folks. They make mistakes. They made a huge mistake. And I think, uh, you know, if if you're the Cavaliers or if you're the NBA, you got to – I mean, are we just going to pick and choose when we want to enforce the rules? Or, you know, I, I got a problem with that. It should be one-to-one. It's going to be a five-game series. I think LeBron will get one. But uh, it's a shame that it comes down to that. And, you know, well, they had a chance to win in overtime. Dude, they were done. You could look at body language on that bench. Well, they're professionals. They should be better. Yeah, probably they should be. Let me throw out a question I just thought about this morning and see. I mean, it's, it's really not having to do with the uh, – it's LeBron James himself, the question. If, if by chance Cleveland can come back and win this thing, you just go off into the sunset and don't worry about going to any place. I mean, you do, do you retire? No. Or even if you don't no. win, do you? Guy still has a, he still has still? a drive to play. And Tyler goes, hey, LeBron needs to find a way to win like Dirk did when he played against the three All-Stars. Uh, I'm Mavs guy. I'm a big Mavs fan. I was there. I actually went to the parade, Jamie, the championship parade. I'm never going to speak to you uh, again. Yeah, I was big Mavs. You know, they had Jason the Jet, Terry, They had uh, who was a good player at that time. Jason Kidd, who was still uh, manageable, serviceable at that time. Um, you know, they had a good team. But, again, Dirk was the focal point of that team, and that's the one time in his career Dirk, like a lot of European players, is criticized for being soft. And I think largely they have a point. Dirk, for the one time in his career, went to the basket. He attacked. It was physicality. And the Mavericks win the world championship over the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, Tyler goes, you named some real showstoppers right there. Yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> well, you did, Jason Terry. But, you know, 
Um, Look, J- Jason Kidd, don't don't sleep on Jason Kidd. He was a great player. He, he was a great – and he was at the twilight of his career. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, J- yeah, Jason Kidd. Jason Cherry was playing at that time. He was probably in the easily upper quarter of guards in the NBA. So it wasn't like they didn't have weapons. Uh, Dirt and Whiskey obviously being the focal point of that team. But um, at any rate, yeah, should be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think uh, probably – they're going to they're going to get either game 3 or game 4. I tend to think they'll probably get game 3. Is there any way they win 2? No. I don't think so. Okay. I just don't think they have the If they go back 2-2 two, two in the Jamie, the, they don't have the firepower. I mean, you're yeah. going to have to Kevin Love has shown up uh, and played well as well as Kevin Love is going to play. You got to get some stuff from uh, Tristan Thompson Kardashian, which he's been a no-show. He's been a face on a milk carton. You've got to get some help um George Hill is so inconsistent. They just don't have very good players surrounding them. And, and I think to their to the guy's point, a bunch of people are texting in, hey, Dirk didn't have that either. If you look at Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and the rest of the 91 Bulls, you could put most of those cats on a milk crate, a milk cart, and you wouldn't know who they were. Right. I mean, Craig Hodges and uh, Bill Winnington and people like that, you're like, yeah. But at the time, you had Jordan and Pippen, the best one-two combination, arguably uh, in a, I would tell you, all things considered, I think Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were a better combination than uh, LeBron and D. Wade. Mm-hmm. I think you could make this, the, the argument that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were just as good, if not better, than Kobe and Shaq. I think it's probably the best one-two combination maybe in NBA history. All due respect to these guys they have now. I think so. I think without question. And, and the game was different back then. As you said, it's it's gone more toward an international uh, flavor now, uh, style of play. Uh, more perimeter oriented, I think, to the point of I just I mean it's mind boggling to me, but uh, you got several things uh, at, at play here. If you could get, for example, Kevin Love had some good looks the other night. He just they just didn't go down, and uh, so the Cavaliers I think have a have an option here. But you can't when when Steph Curry is is shooting like that. And then you you surround him with uh, you know Iguodala and that crowd hasn't even really shown he up. Pl- well, he had he played. Had played. And, and uh, Kyle Korver's been a non-factor because the matchups are bad. Doesn't work. So I think it, at this point it's uh, can it can possibly Cleveland steal one, go down two one, heading back. Uh, it's it's over by all intents and purposes. And I think most people because now the the conversation is starting to shift Terry away from the playoffs to actually where's LeBron going to land. So oh, you absolutely. Know, you know already that people have written off the Cavaliers. Uh, you know, as long as you got LeBron, I think you got a chance. And then Shane makes a great play. Golden State's way better than the Dallas Mavericks team. Yes, Shane, I, I agree. I agree. And I'm a Mavericks guy. You know what I like about Nowitzki? Did I, make, did I get that right, Nowitzki? Close or enough. Nowitzki? Close enough. He has remained Dirk. True, Dirk. He Dirk. has remained true to the Mavericks franchise. Yes. I love that about him. Yep. And he's got to be as close, as old as you and me. But he has remained all right. Maverick throughout his career. Here's how people are, are changed, uh, Jamie. You know, a generation ago, you stayed, just like Dirk Nowitzki, you stayed on one team. I mean, when I speak of Archie Manning, everybody, you know, he's a saint. Kenny Stabler, he was an Oakland Raider. Uh, Walt, uh, Walt Frazier, yeah. a New, New York, York Nick. Nick. Dave Cowens, a Boston Celtic. I mean, you go on and on and on. Uh LeBron changed things when he went to Miami. Now, I know you had some super teams. You had uh, Kobe, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, 
Uh, who was the other guy that went to the Lakers? It just didn't work. It, you know, it was like four of them that were really, really high-level players. Most of them on the end of their career, except for Kobe just and Shaq. It just didn't work. All right, so you've had some attempted super teams before. When LeBron went with D-Wade, and I thought Chris Bosh is, is not a superstar. He's a good player. He was Toronto's best player when he was there. But, I mean, what, that's like, you know, being the smartest kid in the, in the slow class. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. He, he's not a true superstar. Sorry, Chris Bosh fan out there. But D-Wade is. And so when LeBron did that, it sort of changed the landscape. And people were upsetting Cleveland, burning his jersey and this, that, and the other. And then when he came back, they're like, oh, we knew he'd come back. He's the greatest ever. He set that stage up. Kevin Durant doesn't go to Golden State if LeBron had not went to Miami. It just doesn't happen. So LeBron set that up. So people are looking at that now, looking at the Cleveland Cavalier dysfunctional organ. You want to play with J.R. Smith? No, nobody wants to play with J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is a very talented player uh, who's going to go into obscurity. He happened to be with LeBron, and LeBron made him better. And they overcome some of his uh, some of his issues, um, and some of the other cats that LeBron is, is led out there. He's going to be three and six in the finals after this one. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain like. At any rate, people are going. Yep, he uh, yeah he's going to be. Why would he stay in Cleveland? Well, he's staying in the East. Watch that. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, Philadelphia then. He yeah. I think Philadelphia or New York. I think New really? York has a shot. You don't see L.A. In, in no. I, here's the problem with L.A. Uh, Right now, well, right now, you look at the Vegas. In Vegas, you know, they build those big casinos out there because most of the time they're right. Uh, they have Golden State favorites to win the title for next year, 2019. Houston is second. Philadelphia is third. Boston is fourth. Uh, I mean, in uh, who is it? Cleveland is down below a team that won like 28 games. They're way, which tells you Vegas doesn't think LeBron is staying. So if you're LeBron, are you better off going to to finish your career at? It's going to be a major metropolitan area. It's going to be a – and throw the Spurs in there. Spurs, if they get Kawhi Leonard back in, 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 in the fold, they're going to be really, really good. And so if you're LeBron, you, it's going to be a dogfight in the West. In the East, it's wide open. I mean, Toronto, please. Boston, you know, even when they get Kawhi, uh, the two back um, – Gordon Hayward and uh, and Uncle Drew. When they get those two guys back, they're still. I think Philadelphia will be better. You throw LeBron on Philadelphia with Simmons and Joel Embiid, uh, JJ Redick who shoots the lights out of it. That's a scary team. That's a young scary it's team. A young scary team with some leadership. I think it's odds on he goes to Philadelphia, Jamie. What about Houston? Too many people. Uh, again, it's a Western team. I think LeBron is wanting to come in and be LeBron. Well, you got James Harden, who is the prima donna there. Chris Paul's a better player. Um, I, I think Houston, if he goes to West, it'd be either Los Angeles or Houston. They have the Lakers way up there in terms of being able to win it. They didn't even make the playoffs. So I, my money would be on Philadelphia if I had to bet. Uh, Houston, a secondary thing. I don't think he's going. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, our controversial subjects coming when we return. You are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. This segment brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see him on US 165. North. In Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Back in a minute. tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 
specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. The Louisiana Peach Festival Rodeo will be held June 22nd and 23rd at 8 p.m. at the North Louisiana Exhibition Center. Enjoy all of your favorite rodeo events. Gates open at 6 p.m. Y'all come on down to the big summer open house this Saturday at Pierce Lumber Company in Ruston. You can save all over the store and register for door prizes, including a Big Green Egg Grill. That's right. Save on Big Green Egg Grill accessories, too. And throughout the store, fill up a big red bag and get 20% off everything in it. Excludes power tools. It's going to be 8 till 1 this Saturday at Pierce Lumber Company, Burgessville Road, just off the Farmville Highway in Ruston. Just turn at the light. Bored with a dead-end job? Ready for a change? How about an exciting career in real estate? Colwell Banker Group One Realty can guide you through every step from real estate school to an enjoyable and profitable career. Our initial interview will give you the honest facts, good and bad, you need to know to make an informed decision. Call Daryl or Paula Beasley or Brian Navera at 362-0007. Colwell Banker, the most trusted name in real estate. Each office independently owned and operated. Chances are, guys, your anniversaries this month. Oh, yeah, now you remember. Don't forget to go buy National Jewelry. They have super suggestions of shining, sparkling surprises, including the new stackable rings, genuine cultured pearls at 20% off, and much more for the gift that says what you may have forgot to say throughout the year. Your anniversary gift is waiting at National Jewelry, Reynolds Drive, Rustin, your diamond engagement ring store. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx on a Tuesday morning, the fifth day of June 2018. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. 
This segment of our show brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at Law Tremendous, North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal offense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. Don't delay. Call him today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Uh, due to popular man demand, the phone blowing up, the, the text line, which you're welcome to chime in as well, 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, the Eagles were disinvited, I think is probably the correct term, uh, to go to the White House after their Super Bowl victory. That's supposed to go, I guess, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of them weren't going. The president pulls the invitation, and now everybody is all up in arms. It made me think, and let's let's get away from just the normal uh, banner. We'll come back to that in a minute. Jeb, you know where the where the national anthem started at sporting events? I did a little research. Let's on get this. a little history lesson before we go into it. Now, here, here's some history for you, folks. Um, and again, history is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, it, it, well, but it happened. <laughs> it, but, it, but it happened. Even if you don't like it, if you it don't happened. like it. It happened. It, it happened. Uh, World War One. It's when the anthem started coming into vogue. Uh, baseball fans, uh, the nineteenth, late nineteenth century, might have heard a couple live military bands. This is before iPads and iPods and all that stuff. Play the Star Spangled Banner every once in a while at games, but the Star Spangled Banner now it wasn't designated as our national anthem at that point. This is World War post World War One, um, September fifth, nineteen eighteen. This is Game One of the World Series. The Boston Red Sox who had a guy you might have heard of, Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. playing against the Chicago Cubs, Tabor. Your Chicago, this is before the joke of the last time the Cubs won the World Series. Well, well this is this is pre-Bruce Suter. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this was the last time the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series until this time. Exactly. Um, anyway, the teams were really good. They had won six of the last 15 uh, World Series. So they were at the pinnacle of their, of their height. Um, at any rate, in a year and a half during World War One, when the United States entered it, more than 100,000 soldiers had died. Mm. Now, this game was in Chicago. Uh, the day before the game, there was a bomb that went off, and it killed four people, injured a bunch of dozens more. Uh, in addition, the United States government had recently announced that it's going to begin drafting Major League Baseball players. Imagine that. Imagine the wailing and gnashing of teeth. We had a draft now, and they started drafting. Uh, can you imagine the NFL players? Or now? any players. Yeah, you can play, but you got to have a two-year hitch in the military. Yeah, sorry about that, dude. Um, at any rate, during the seventh-inning stretch of that game, the United States Navy Band began to play the Star-Spangled Banner, and something changed. Uh, there was a Red Sox infielder named Fred Thomas who was in the Navy, he had been granted a furlough to play in the World Series. That's pretty cool. Hey, can I go play in the World Series? Okay, Fred. Go back and get on the ship. Yep, go and we'll, we'll, we'll send you over there. He immediately turned toward the American flag and gave it a military salute. Now, this is the Chicago Tribune. Other players turned to the flag with their hands over their heart, and the already standing crowd began to sing. At the song's conclusion, the previously quiet fans erupted in applause. Uh, the New York Times reported it marked the highest point of the day's enthusiasm. They continued playing the song uh, at each of the series' remaining games. Uh, so patriotism started there, if you could say it that. Uh, other baseball parks began to play it on holidays and special occasions. The Red Sox owner, a guy named uh, Harry Frazee, made it a part of Boston's regular home games, the Red Sox home games. And the United States in 1931 designated the United States, the Francis Scott Key thing, the, the song, the National Anthem. 
uh, NFL Commissioner Elmer Layden, who was the very first, I guess, uh, commissioner, uh, ordered that it be played at every football game. The tradition spread to other sports, uh, aided by large sound systems and other post-war patriotism, post-World War II. So that's where it started, um, the national anthem, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, originally, it was supported or played in honor of the men who died. 100,000. And, and the men who were um, involved in the military. I'll do all due respect to the women that are involved, too, but I think in, probably in the history, you look at about 99% of them are men that died, but uh, irrespective of a lot of great women serving, and we're, we're appreciative of anybody that does. Anyway, that's where we're at. So there was a there was a Alabama um, writer, Al.com. It's a guy named... Um, uh, what was his name? Roy S. Johnson. Very, you know, very popular. Is he for writer. the Birmingham News or? Uh, is Al dot com? So I'm Al dot com. Yeah, that is. Al dot com. Birmingham News. Basically in Birmingham. Anyway, yeah. he is a very progressive individual. Let me say that. Uh, the the, the entire staff of the Birmingham okay, News is pretty and, progressive. And, and that's, yeah. you know, I just want to yeah. point that out because it's germane to this story. And it I is. Don't, I could care less. I got more friends that disagree with me than agree with me, and uh, you know, I don't hold your views for or against you. If I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. Well, the Birmingham News is basically owned by New York, the New York Times owner, so okay. let's, let's go on. So anyway, he writes an article, and, and this is on the on the heels of um, prior, actually prior to uh, President Trump disinviting the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House. Um, you know, NFL came out with a new policy. Hey, either stay in the locker room or stand up for the national anthem, which I think is, to me, it's a good compromise, and we're not going to get into the individual rights and stuff because it's a private business, folks. You know, if right. I come in today and I go to, to, to our studio uh, west of here and I have a competing radio station's T-shirt on and I promote them during the entire broadcast, it's not gonna go over I'm well. probably not going to be well-received. I'm probably going to be without a job, all right? Um, so it's my freedom of speech. Yeah, but it's a private business. Freedom of speech, as we've talked about before, protects you from the government censoring your speech, uh, not your private business or employer. Anyway, uh, Roy Johnson has an interesting take. He said, drop the national anthem before all sporting events so we can become fans again. Drop, just don't play it anymore so we can become fans again. Um, well, ask the people... This is my my thought, and please chime in on the on the hotline or text line, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, because I'm wrong a lot. But to me, this is this is really what it is about: is paying homage to. I mean, the flag stands for one thing. This is an imperfect union. Can we all agree on that? This is a very imperfect union. We've never claimed that it was perfect. There's a lot of things going on in this country that are wrong. Right, wrong, or indifferent, there's still people that lost their lives way prematurely being killed in action, way prematurely, 17, 18, 19 years old, to fight for our country to keep it from a number of things, from being... From having Hitler take over the world to a, a number of things from the Japanese at Pearl Harbor 
to me, and Terry, this speaks, and I'm going to talk a little bit because Terry is is not only he's family invested and emotionally invested because he's got two sons that are going to that are serving now and will be for quite some time. I have a, a good a friend of our family who's just dispatched her son. In fact, she's already on the way to New Mexico because he is fixing to get in some very dangerous situations over in the Middle East. I say all that to say that's really what this is all about. Take all this argument out. You pay homage to people who have defended your right to live in a free country. That's what this is all about. And, yes, you know, the country is not perfect. No one is saying Donald Trump, Jamie Foxx, Terry Waltrup, Anybody else listening, no one is saying this is a perfect country. That's not what, and and the faults are, but if you have disagreements, sit down at a table across from one another and discuss it like, you know, with civility. Don't get into personal attacks. There's, There's a reason why we are where we are right now. It's because everything has degenerated into personal attacks when you disagree with someone. You know, I'll make the argument that I lost my job in corporate America after a number of years, and I wasn't the only one. I was, quote, unquote, not let go, but I was downsized out. But I can tell you, I think there's some things that that were assumed about me that probably led to my demise, at least in corporate America. I don't, and I was looking across the table from them right now. I tell them the same thing to their face because I don't pay me anymore. I can tell them whatever the hell I want to. So can you. And you can vote by buying a ticket or not buying a ticket to the NFL next year or the NBA or whatever. You can vote by, you know, your support of advertisers, yes or no, how you feel. But you're still, none of us is going to bring any of these people back that lost their lives. Think about that. That's the bigger picture here. We have people that lost their lives. How would you like to be, send your kid and know that they're defending your country I mean, I, I don't know how Terry does this every day, knowing that he's got a son who may one day, you know, be in a life or death situation. Think about this. Then take the emotion out of it. Sit back and think about what this country really imperfect as it is. Think about the people that have lost their lives so tragically, not wanting to die, but because they love this country. And right now, you and I are able to talk on the radio right now as a result of it. And you're able to text in and give me your opinion. And that's what I want to hear. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, Cherry Water, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spa and Avail, pampering the special people in your life. Spa and Avail, Monroe, Lammy Lane, 318-807-1060. Spa and Avail, Lammy Lane, and Monroe. The Edge rolls on after this.
Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery, home of subs so fast you freak, including subs, slims, and giant clubs. Proudly preparing a plethora of palate pleasing products using fresh meats, fresh veggies, and fresh baked bread. Served here in the store, delivered freaky fast to your domicile. And don't forget our world famous Jimmy Chips and Jimmy Cookies and our fabulous catering services, featuring box lunches, 15 and 30 piece party platters, and two, four, and six foot subs. This is Ed. How may I help you? Wow, that sounds good. I'll have that. You'll have what, ma'am? What you just said? I'm on my way. Jimmy John's thanks you for your loyalty. So this Thursday from 11 to 3 p.m., you can buy any classic sandwich for just a buck at the Jimmy John's located at 1300 Sterlington Road, Monroe. Doesn't include delivery and only one per customer. You want a security system to take care of the people and property you value most. What you don't want is pushy sales reps and frustrating service calls. You need a security system company that provides you with a solution that fits you, not someone that sells you unnecessary equipment or hits you with hidden costs. It should simply give you peace of mind. That's TSS of West Monroe, Telecom Security Solutions. Call 582-2515. That's 582-2515. If you're a homeowner, you know how important curb appeal is. It does make a difference how your home looks from the street. An old broken garage door does nothing for curb appeal. In fact, it can lower your home's value. But a beautiful new door from Bayou Overhead Door not only adds to your home's curb appeal, it can provide the protection, privacy, and energy savings your family needs. For over 35 years, Bayou Overhead Door has installed only the best, highest quality clo-pay doors and equipment to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. Now they also offer seamless gutters and durable floor coverings for your garage, patio, porch, or driveway installed in just a day. So whether you're building a new home or remodeling your existing home, call for a no-cost consultation about the right garage doors for the best curb appeal in the neighborhood. Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090. Or visit their user-friendly website, bayouoverheaddoors.com. Hi, Kevin from Hitech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Hi, I'm Jill Ray. And I'm Rodney Ray. And it's time for the event that so many have been waiting for. Yeah, the release of our latest movie, Cowboy in Indiana. Filmed right here in our very own community, Cowboy in Indiana promises to be the blockbuster release of the summer. Framed around the dangerous sport of bull riding, this action-packed film is much more than just a sports movie. Featuring some of the best up-and-coming talent in the business, Cowboy in Indiana will keep you on the edge of your seat as the characters battle killer bulls, dangerous addictions, and complicated relationships, all while pursuing second chances. Exclusive and limited showings are set for Friday, June 8th, Saturday, June 9th, and Sunday, June 10th at Tinseltown in West Monroe. Get your tickets now before they're all gone. To buy your ticket or learn more about the film, visit our website, r2films.com. Because this is an exclusive event, tickets can only be purchased on our website, r2films.com or call 323-6900 for additional information. And remember, eight seconds ain't a long time, unless you're on a bull. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, sixth segment of our show, brought to you by our friends Ben Pitts and Company at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile event that is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, financing, 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 Jamie. We talk about it a lot. Uh, Washington State 
having some serious financial issues, and I'm going to give you uh, some uh, some points on that. When we come back because this is going to involve a high level coach that people might get for a bargain basement price. Speaking of bargain basement, we're going to jump right to the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and talk to our friend DJ Dave. Dave, what's up? Hey, Walter, thanks for that introduction, my man. <laughs> it just sort of, just sort of flow, you know. Hey, I, I just thought in to tell you, I don't know what is and what is not germane to the situation. I just know the Germans had absolutely nothing to do with it. So, you know, just trying to lighten up the mood there a little bit. You guys got yeah. way too serious on me. Well, yeah. you're talking about, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know if they uh, – Germans are always. I don't, I don't think you can throw them out of the equation totally, Dave. Though I don't think you can throw them. Don't every trust time them. I hear anybody. Anytime I ever hear somebody use the word Germain like Gary uses it, I just blurt out to myself: the Germans they have nothing to do with it. Well, so, uh, there, little, there you're little, showing little your rich Paris education right there, Germain and, and German. That's only only you can make that make that uh, reach. Yeah, I still well, don't trust been, them. Well, if I've been wanting to ask you this, and I don't know why I just didn't reach out to you, I asked John this why he had me on hold and. I want to talk about the NBA Finals for a second. You know, every time I see that somebody mentions that Golden State has four Hall of Famers, I throw up in my mouth. I mean, let's be honest. You take um, – I, I definitely see two. I definitely, I've never seen anybody um, – you know, I haven't been around that long, but I've never seen anybody that could shoot the way Steph Curry does. And I think uh, Kevin Durant, just with physical gift, being 6'10", with a wingspan of being able to reach from court end to end, um, he's going to do some special things. I think Clay Thompson's a great shooter. I think he hustles a lot. I think he plays great defense. But just like I told John, it's the Hall of Fame. That's the Hall of really, really good. And if you take Draymond Green off of Golden State and put him on a team like Phoenix, I don't even see him being an all-star. So I think he's, I think he's playing well for what he has around him, for the guys he has around him, because he has those Hall of Famers. Um, but I definitely see two Hall of Famers, but I don't know if I – I have a hard time seeing four, Terry. What's your thoughts on that? No, I don't disagree at all. I think Draymond Green is uh, to the Golden State Warriors what Dennis Rodman was to the Detroit Pistons. I think he's a great fit for what they do. I think you put him on the Phoenix Suns or another team. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a, certainly not a Hall of Fame guy. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's dad the other day made a statement to the press like, you know, when Clay's contract ends, he's probably going to bail. So Clay Thompson's going to get a chance to run his own show. It's sort of like the Rolling Stones and you dispatch Mick Jagger. You know, you're not quite as good. I think Clay Thompson's another really good player, and I agree with you. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player that can carry a team. I think Steph Curry can carry a team. I think Durant can carry a team. I mean, and that's uh, what, think, is, that what qualifies, is that what qualifies really for Hall of Fame would be a guy that can really go along. I mean, not really stand alone, but – could carry a ball. I mean, because I just don't see it with those those two guys that we mentioned. Now, I think they're really good players, like I said, but people have to realize, you know, we're so, you know, Jamie, you talked a while ago about we're so, you know, in this country right now, the way it's self-attack and this, that, and the other. And just because I don't want to put those two guys in the Hall of Fame, I'm not calling them trash players. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not, uh, they're not the biggest bust in NBA draft history, but I just don't see them being Hall of Famers. I see them being really good players, and I think that you know, it'd be interesting to see if those two could go off on their own and what they could do without that cast that surrounds them. But uh, I don't know if you're a conspiracy uh, guy, Terry, but uh, the first first game of the finals was sketchy to me at best. And I think just the uh, the NBA, talk, I mean, the uh, the ref, it's bad 
when the officiating in any sport gets involved where they're a main topic of conversation. Well, the officials in game one, Dave, absolutely blew it. They get an F-minus for violating their own rules. There's no excuse whatsoever for it. All three of them missed it. I'm sure you had a supervisor there that missed. Uh, there's no excuse. And, again, the block charge thing, it doesn't even matter. You can't review it by rules. The only thing you can review is yeah. whether he was in the arc or not. Ray Charles could see he was out of the arc. And so, yeah, I think uh, I'm a conspiracy guy. I like that. I'm very hesitant to say the referees cost me a game or the referees cheated me out of a game. Oh, because that's uh, the easy I, way out. That's just what yeah, I, I mean, everybody, out, so. why'd, you, why'd you lose by 50? The referees cheated me. Really? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they're human beings like anyone else. There's good ones. There's bad ones. I think referees get mad at people from time to time, and they take it out on them in every sport. It's, the lower the level you get, the more they take it out on them. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to see Golden State be without calls in game three and four, and that's a danger for Draymond Green because he's very oh, volatile. Yeah, you, no, hey, I tell you what, let me give you a conspiracy theory. The Cavaliers are winning game three. Draymond Green loses his mind. They provoke him into something, and he swings, gets ejected for game four. Does this sound familiar? Yep, really does. Now, yeah, now all of a sudden you're 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, we've seen this play last time the Cavs raised the only time the Cavs raised the trophy. That's exactly what happened. Hey, guys, great show. Jamie, good to hear from you, man, and uh, I'll keep listening. Have a good show, guys. Thanks so Appreciate much. Appreciate it, Dave. Uh, so, yeah, so I want to get back real quick. That was a, that was a good call. Appreciate that, Dave. Uh, I want to get back real quick, Jamie, to Washington State because this is, uh, is going to involve our boy Mike Leach. Yeah. Washington State, get this, they have – a huge deficit in their athletic department. They got a new AD because uh, the Moose guy just went to Nebraska. That's the guy that brought Mike Leach in. They have a new president. Again, anytime you get a new AD, new president, look for basketball and football changes to come quickly, forthwith, and that is germane to the situation. And no, there's probably not going to they're not going to hire a German. Although Dirk might be a good fit. Uh, they're going to reach a deficit of eighty-five million dollars this year. In 2022. Okay, by the time it... Uh, California has a rule now, believe it or not, they have laws that they actually sort of enforce in California, that uh, when schools run a deficit, they have to come up with basically an improvement plan showing how they're going to get rid of the deficit. And so the Washington State new plan is they're going to raise revenue by 27%, and they're going to do a situation where they're going to curtail costs, contain costs. It's a deficit reduction plan. And they have to present that to the Board of Regents. Uh, the athletic department's going to focus on getting its budget balanced. Um, and, again, that's 27% that they have to increase expenses. Football stadium holds 33,000 people, Jamie. That, that's it. It's the lowest uh, seating stadium in uh, the Pac-12. And the new athletic director, the new president, uh, quote, this is not an overnight solution to our budget issue. We're here to take physical responsibility and provide a world-class student-athlete experience. I'm not sure you can do both because you're in a league against the University of Nike, I mean Oregon. You are in a league with USC and UCLA and Stanford, uh, Colorado. Mike Bleach is making $3.5 million a year. Um, they put $61 million into football operations. Mike Leach will be gone. He will bail out of that because when they're going to start cutting costs, they're going to start that 
with Mike Leach and his staff. Well, and I think it started, too, when Bill Moose moved to Nebraska, too, because I think he's the one responsible for bringing Mike Leach out to Pullman. A um, place I'd love to see, Washington State uh, and Idaho, a beautiful part of the country. But not a lot of not not exactly as you said a wash in cash when you're when you're facing down the road an 85 me this is again projected by not this year but projected by 2022 and how do you Terry how do you you're in the Pac-12 how do you compete uh, Washington State Pullman's probably not the easiest place in the world to recruit to no it's a very difficult place to recruit I've heard stories about that I knew I had a friend of mine that was an assistant out there in basketball at one point and again look who you're competing against for recruits mm-hmm. all right. Oregon, and I'm sure it's beautiful there, and, uh, you know, picturesque and all that, but Oregon doesn't impress you as bulging with Division One football and basketball players. Apparently, they got some baseball players. But uh, Washington State, same situation as Oregon State. I mean, just, it's not good. I think Mike Leach is going to be named um, pretty much anybody that comes up. You can see the writing on the wall on this one. New president, new AD, they've got to cut cost. Uh, let's start looking around for the person with the biggest salary. You're wanting to make a, a splash. That's it. I think you're going to see Mike Leach. Uh, and it might scratch your head when he takes a job. I mean, like a Mike Leach at a Vanderbilt, if Derek Mason were to leave or, or, or get axed. Or who who are on the hot seats in the SEC this year? They fired everybody last year. Who who are the hot seat guys this year? Well, I would probably say. Other than Orgeron, who's always going to be on the hot seat. I would say Stoops is okay at Kentucky. I'd say Mason in the East, yeah. I mean, everybody's been turned over in the is, West. Is there anybody on the hot seat? No. Literally, like, nobody. Nobody. They fired than, everybody. Yeah, nobody can be, you know, unless Vandy goes wins two games this year. I think he's okay. Uh, I'd love to see Mike Leach at an Ole Miss. That would be interesting. Damaged goods, that might be a, a possibility. You could get Leach who needs to go and you got to – I think Ole Miss wants to stay with, with one of their own and Luke. But, I mean, obviously you get a chance to get a Mike Leach. Uh, you can't necessarily yeah, look the other I, way. I love my old Mustang, my Ford Mustang, my 96 Mustang. But uh, I could get a Corvette at half price. Yeah, give me the vet. Again, it, it, it depends on what goes on. Uh, I, I see Leach maybe – I think he would have taken the Tennessee job. I think Tennessee absolutely blew that. I'm going to tell you where I think he might go, and it might surprise you when we return. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. This segment sponsored by our friends at G.D. Cooley, reminding you of support of Worthwhile Cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Are your legs tired and weak? Are you able to walk less than you used to or want to? How about sore, achy feet at the end of the day? These symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or PAD. When in doubt, please check it out. Call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Call the heart, lung, and vascular clinic today. 329-1900. 
Business is great at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. With our industry thriving and business better than ever, our manufacturers have huge backlogs and longer wait times to get homes. And at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City, you won't have to wait. We are stocking over 90 extra homes with more on the way that are identical to our lighted and decorated show models and ready for immediate delivery. Our volume pricing will save you thousands off MSRP. Who would have ever believed that in 2018 you could buy a brand new four-bedroom, two-bath home for only $36 a square foot? Check out our photo gallery at Tilly'sHomes.com or follow us on Facebook. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 345-6644. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. Michael Westbrook was a gifted wide receiver for the Washington Redskins and Cincinnati Bengals during an eight-year NFL career. He had succeeded at every level of football. Then at a relatively young age of 30, he retired and became active in mixed martial arts. Why? Because apparently he never even liked football, but felt he needed to play because it was expected of him. Many of us have experienced the expectations of others, but God made you the unique person you are. If your dreams develop in the process of seeking God's will and fit within his purposes, follow them. He wouldn't have given them to you if they were not important. Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. Discover more at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, I just couldn't... I couldn't help it after the heavy subject on uh, on the anthem and uh, we got to find out. We got to find Mike Leach a new job. We got to find Mike Leach a new job. I, I got a couple places for you, Jamie, and I think Mike Leach is going to be on the bargain basement table because at Washington State it ain't happening, folks. They're cutting cost. Uh, they've got to balance a budget. They got a new AD. They got a new president. Uh, all that spells together is yeah. They're going to look at the top flight. Guy, they're paying to go. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I mean, you you got thirty three thousand people in your stadium. It's not like you could put sixty in there, right? Um, and the last guy bailed, Bill Moose, who was Mike Leach's guy. 
to Nebraska. So I got a couple landing places for Mike Leach, uh, a couple hot seat people out there. The first one, and people don't know this, Mike Leach attended BYU. He is of the Mormon faith. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a law degree from Pepperdine. He is a surfer. Mike Leach does a lot of things. I highly recommend the book Swing Your Sword, Mike Leach. Uh, Jeff Tannehill, uh, when he was at St. Fred, let me borrow that. Uh, and like I said, I you know I, I don't name drop or I try not to, but I'm on like two calls a year with Mike Leach because we're both, he's a president. I'm uh, somewhere on the committee, uh, United States Sports Academy in Mobile. We're both alumni there. And uh, so I get to be on two calls with him. He is the football version of Dale Brown. I mean, I don't think he knows what's going to come out of his mouth next. He doesn't. Uh, but the guy's absolutely a blast to talk to. Don't think that BYU could not be a landing place for Mike Leach. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, third year, the Hasataki is, I think, is how you pronounce the last name. But yeah, 4-9 anyway, last year. Yeah, it, it's it's not trending upward. For BYU, and I think if he gets the opportunity, it will. I would also say a possibility. Obviously, it doesn't look good for David Beatty at Kansas. Uh, well, that would be a tough place to, to win. Well, Kansas allegedly has just put a lot of money into their football facilities right. and made a large financial commitment. But, but then again, if you're Mike Leach, and he's the ultimate underdog, he right? Is. Uh, is that somewhere you want to go and you're always going to be second banana to basketball at Kansas? I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, maybe. How ironic is this? Mike Leach had Texas Tech in the top ten uh, for a couple years in a row. He made Texas Tech football relevant. I know I've got a couple of my buddies that, li- that are Tech graduates that listen to us over uh, over in Texas and out in the panhandle. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who was Mike Leach's quarterback, who was the fair-haired child at Texas Tech. Uh, you know, uh, they, they hired a couple guys after Leach. They've never been very good. Kingsbury still has not been very good. Texas Tech is going to come open. Uh, that's not a landing place for Mike Leach because he still has a lawsuit against him because they stiffed him on a couple million dollars. What's the over and under on that, though? I mean, do, what does Kingsbury has to win? Nine, eight, seven? Uh, they went eight and five last year, four and five in the Big 12. I'm sorry, that was in 2013. Uh, I say if he goes eight and four, he keeps well, it. Even yeah, seven and five, perhaps. Yeah, if you go eight and four, you'll keep your job. But I mean, very it, few people have what's not the named bar, Mike Leach. What's the bar at Texas or, Tech? I mean, you've got an alumni. Or Dykes. Dykes was, yeah. was good out there. He never hit the Leach standards, though. Right. I mean, nobody right. ever has. Uh, I'll tell you the one where I think probably, um, and this is an interesting one, too, uh, Vanderbilt, Derek Mason. Now, they had been going pretty well before they hit the 2017. Uh, he was 6-6 six and six in 2016, 2017. Uh, the SEC East was, was just up in the air behind Georgia. Georgia clear and above. Everybody better, uh, worse than Georgia. Vanderbilt was 5-7. and seven. They finished 1-7 and seven in the SEC. Uh, the one game came against Tennessee. Uh, it always feels good, but, you know, Vanderbilt um, – you got, you got issues. Is it bowl game or bust for them? I think Mike Leach at Vanderbilt would be very intriguing. You put him in a big-time Power 5 confer- conference, historically underachieving program for the most part. Uh, if anybody can get that done, it might be Mike Leach. So I would tell you uh, Vanderbilt, Kansas. There's nobody else in the SEC, Jamie, that's on the hot seat other than Orgeron. And don't even get me started about Mike Leach to LSU. I'd buy season tickets today. The thing at Vanderbilt is, as you know better, it's a particular athlete you have to recruit at Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know if that's in 
you know, I think, you know, Leach is, is, has a propensity to maybe go the junior college route a lot. That's not going to fly at a place like Vanderbilt. Um, although it's, you know, I, here we are saying this and watching be, you know, name that next host coach there. I think BYU makes a lot of sense if that ever became open. But right now, um, if you're, if you're buying, I, I think if you're, you know, you, you have to just look at the few. What can you possibly do when you've got a deficit looking at you in the face of $85 million? I mean, I hate it for Washington State. Uh, I don't know why, but I kind of like that school. Well, the question becomes, do you drop out of the Pac-12? And they ask yeah. them that question. Do you go somewhere where yeah. you could actually compete? Do you go to the Mountain West where it's like-minded schools? Because let's face it, Washington State, when compared to USC, UCLA, Stanford, Washington, Colorado, Oregon, I mean, pick the one that doesn't fit. It's, it's like when you're in kindergarten, the teacher gives you, you know, a picture of three sailboats, sailboats and an elephant. You yeah. pick the one that doesn't belong. Do you drop down? They're saying, nope, we're committed to the highest level. But are you really? And I think I think Pullman's probably smaller than maybe 30,000 people, maybe. Pullman's uh, Ruston. Yeah. Yeah, out in the middle of, uh, you know. Well, arguably without yeah. the money. Yeah, arguably without the money. Um Again, having to compete at such a high level like that can is it, tough to do, and I think maybe uh, you can't. You're not going to be able to build a bigger stadium because you don't have the population base to support it. Thirty-three. I mean, it, you know, to their credit, I think they sell it out most of the time. But the the bar is, uh, you know, there's a ceiling in Washington State, at least right now. You know, unless Google moves there or something like that, and a bunch of people, you know, relocate to Pullman. Um, I don't think it's a bad part of the country, but uh, you know, just nobody's living there. I mean, it's just it's it, it it is a you're right. It's it's really miscast in the Pac-12. But then again, I thought you know was Colorado miscast? No, no, because you've got the resources at yeah. a Colorado. Colorado and, was really good with McCartney back in the day, and yeah. you had you know Utah, which uh, Urban Meyer's been there and so forth. Mullen's been there. Uh, they can compete to be so. If you you these are the latest two additions, by the way, to the Pac-12 have been Utah and Colorado, and and. Without question, they have the resources to compete better than a longtime member, Washington State. <laughs> One of our friends chimes in on Mike Leach. It's the love child of Bobby Knight, the basketball coach, and Stephen Hawking. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that. I word. met Leach. Uh, by the way, uh, you're talking about Swing the Sword, his book. Yeah. I was at SEC Media Days and got to talk to Mike Leach. He was doing a kind of a promotional tour. I bet he was. He was doing it, and he was at a book signing that night at Books a Million. Uh, so he was hawking, swing the sword, and I, I saw him. He, he had no socks on, pair of blue jeans, whatever, and he lost a ton of weight. And I asked him, I said, "What? You've lost a lot of weight?" I said, he said, "How are you doing?" He goes, "Uh, well, you know, my wife. We're living in Key West now, and I just, I just ride my bike everywhere, and, and uh, we're, all we do is eat fish, you know, and stuff like that." So he's just, he is a very interesting, nice guy, just, but just as quirky as they come. But he's just, ah, you know, and he talked about, I asked him a little bit about Texas State. He goes, there's some good people out there. He said, I just I just crossed the wrong people. He told me that. Yeah, he got and into he, it with a Bobby Knight, yeah. Gerald Myers, yeah. AD, who's Bobby Knight's guy. Yeah, he good. Uh, uh, give a shout-out to my boy, John Tabor. John, I just saw this. We were talking about, and this we'll get out of here when I say this. Uh, we were talking about the band, the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I compared them to the Rolling Stones. Tabor said, uh, Steph Curry is Mick Jagger. Clay Thompson is Keith Richards, and can Richards carry a band by himself? Great insight. Good as analogy, always, John. As by always, Saber. Thanks for listening today, folks. Sports Company comes your way at three bells today. 
Uh, Sean Fox, I don't know who I have on with him, but I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I'll try to listen so I can disagree with most of the things that he says, but uh, entertaining nonetheless. Thanks to our sponsors today, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, our friends at GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Spine of and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see him on US 165 North. North. Sorry, in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. For Jamie Foxx, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. Aloha, guys. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday.